Well, good morning. You may have noticed that throughout service um, over these past few weeks, we've been really trying to, you know, get into the Psalms and read Scripture as much as possible. And, and that's because we're working through the book of Psalms in this sermon series. But I want to start today by apologizing to you. I'm sorry. I think that I jinxed us. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. So last night was the Modern Disciple Connection Group um, class party. And that party was over at the Polka's house. And so we went over to the Polka's house and we're hanging out. And, and as we're getting ready to leave, I was reminded that it was at this time, this third weekend in January last year, last January, that I went over with a group of guys to the Polka's house on the same weekend on Saturday night and we were playing games and a huge snowstorm hit. And so as we were walking out, I was reminded that I got stranded. I tried to drive myself home through the snowstorm and ended up in a ditch and ended up getting taken back to the Polkas. And so last year on this weekend, on Saturday night, I spent the night on the Polkas couch. And as we were walking out, I was just thinking about the difference this year to last year. And I told him last night, I said, if, it, if the weather even starts to get anywhere near squirrely, I'm out of here. I'm not getting stuck here again. And so, so last night I went home and I was just thinking about um, this message and I was thinking about um, uh, just that whole situation. And, and I thought, man, what a difference a year makes. Yesterday I didn't even wear a coat. And so I put it in my intro of my sermon. I went and changed it so that I could talk about that. And then sure enough, I wake up this morning with the plan to say, man, what a difference this year has made. The weather is so different and it snows. So I apologize. I think that one's on me. I think, I think it's my fault. Um, but but here's, here's the deal. I, I don't share that story just, you know, just for comedy. I don't share it for, for anything other than to say last night I was struck with the idea that we're going to be looking at Psalm 147 today. And Psalm 147, uh, the, the theme of what we're talking about today is that we should praise God no matter what happens. And so as I was thinking about that, that weekend a year ago, last year, this weekend, we had service after that snowstorm, but we only had, we had a smaller group because the weather was pretty bad. The weekend before, we had canceled church because of snow, and this, this week, I mean, this year, we're like, we're in short sleeves. Are any of you wearing short sleeves? No? Uh, yeah, that's probably a little extreme. Um, but but it, it's been a different year. We're, we're in a different place, and so I was thinking about that last night, and so I want us to just take that thought of thinking through the past year and maybe even beyond. I want you to do this today because this was important for me last night as I was going back through my sermon and looking at Psalm 147. It was really powerful for me to think about this past year and beyond and the different things that I've gone through and the different ways that God has been faithful and worthy of praise in my life. And so today I want you to do the same thing. I want you to think about what's happened in your life. As you read this scripture, I'm telling you, things are going to come to your mind that have happened in your life, and, and I want you to think about what God has done for you, how God has been with you. And so we're going to read Psalm 147 together. It's a little bit long. I'll read it, and you can follow along on the screen. And, and so I'll start reading it in verse 1. It says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How good is it to sing praises to our God, how pleasant and fitting to praise him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. 
He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God on the harp. He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of the warrior. The Lord delights in those who fear him who put their hope in his unfailing love. Extol the Lord, Jerusalem. Praise your God, Zion. He strengthens the bars of your gates and blesses your people within you. He grants peace to your borders and satisfies you with the finest of wheat. He sends his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He spreads the snow like wool and scatters the frost like ashes. He hurls down his hail like pebbles. Who can withstand his icy blast? He sends his word and melts them. He stirs up his breezes and the waters flow. He revealed his word to Jacob, his laws and decrees to Israel. He has done this for no other nation. They do not know his laws. Praise the Lord. Did you get a little picture there? And as I read that, there's a lot in that psalm, and there, there's a variety in Psalm 147 that, that the author talks about that God has done. The, the variety of life, the things that we go to, is a lot of it's in here. And, and I want to draw your attention to something. Psalm 147, and, and this is one of the cool things, I had never really studied the psalms deeply enough to see these themes and patterns, but Psalm 147... Is part of, it's, it's part of a group of five psalms, the last five psalms, and every one of them start and end with the words, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Today, that's what we're talking about. Praise the Lord. And, and this psalm walks us through so many different places. It says, praise the Lord, and it talks about some tough times. It talks about Some good times, it talks about God's power, it talks about all these different things, and it says, praise the Lord. And the second thing it says, it says, how good is it to praise the Lord? How pleasant and fitting is it to praise the Lord? Did you enjoy worshiping together and praising the Lord together this morning? I enjoyed that. It is good to come together and praise the Lord together. I'm going to guess, though, that there are some of you that came in this morning that said, yes, it was, it was great to praise the Lord. My heart is there. I just, I mean, my heart is bursting, and I just want to, I just want to glorify God. But I'm going to guess there's some of you that when we say, how fitting is it to praise the Lord, it is good to sing praises to the Lord, maybe your heart today is feeling a little bit down. Maybe there's some things going on in your life that, that you would think, is it fitting to praise the Lord today? It, I mean, with everything that's going on, is that what I should be doing? And the psalmist says, yes, praise the Lord in everything. 
And so what I want us to do is I want us to work through Psalm 147. And as we do that, as I said, I want you to to take your mind back to the ways that God has been with you, the things that you've been through in the last year and beyond. And I want you to think about God's greatness and God's worthiness of praise. My goal today is that no matter where you find yourself, at the top of the mountain or in the lowest valley, you can worship today by praising God. And listen, praising God doesn't always look like a smile. It doesn't always look like everything's perfect. Sometimes praising God is crying tears to God. Sometimes praising God is putting your trust in God. So today, I want every single one of us to think about your own lives, think about what's happened, and praise the Lord. Because this is why we praise the Lord, because God is worthy of praise always, always. God is always worthy of praise. So let's start by looking through this, and I want you to think along with me. But verse 2 says, the Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So he builds up Jerusalem. The reason that the Lord builds up Jerusalem is because Jerusalem had been torn down. The Lord had to build Jerusalem up because it had been destroyed. Sometimes in our lives, things get destroyed and torn down. God builds us up. It says that he gathers the exiles. That's a great thing. But guess what? That means people were exiled. That's because the Israelites had done what was wrong in the sight of the Lord, and they had been cast away, and, and enemies had taken over, and they were lost. They were a people that were lost and spread out in exile. And it says that God gathers the exiles. Then it says he heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. There are a lot of different reasons that we get brokenhearted. There are a lot of different things that happen in our lives that wound us. God is there for us. So as I was thinking last night, and I'm going to cry, this weekend last year wasn't just a snowstorm. It was the weekend that my mom went home to hospice care. It was the weekend that we knew what was coming. And where I was last year at this time was brokenhearted and wounded and hurting. But I'm here to tell you that God is with the brokenhearted. God heals the brokenhearted. God gathers those that are exiled. God builds up what's been destroyed and torn down. And so verse 2 and 3 are talking about the difficult times of life. And I'm just going to guess that some of you right here today find yourself in a tough place. Your heart is hurting. There's broken stuff in your life. Something's been torn down. You feel like you're in exile. I've got really good news for you. God heals those who are hurting God restores the broken. And so I want you to hear this word, these words over and over again today. Praise the Lord. Because the Lord heals and restores the broken. That's my story today. That's not the only time in my life, but I've been broken 
and hurt before, and God brings healing. And I stand before you today, I'm still sad, I still miss my mom, but God is good. And I can stand here and say, I can sing it. God, you're so good. You're so good to me. Because God is with us when we're hurting. And so if you're hurting today, praise the Lord. It may be a time that you're crying out, but praise the Lord because the Lord is with you. Verse 4 says, He determines the number of stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. So another thing that happened this past year in our life is we went up to Canada for a wedding. I think it was May, may have been June. I really, I'm not very good with dates. When was it, Megan? June, it was June. I was close. <laughs> I was a month off, right? And so we went up to this wedding and this wedding was on a mountain. And so we took this sky lift up on the mountain and, and we had this wedding looking over this vast area. And I mean, as you stood there, you couldn't help but be blown away by God's wonderful creation. This says that he created the stars and ordered them. Have you ever looked at the stars? When you look at the stars, what do you think? You think that's amazing. I, don't, I can't even understand or fathom what all's going on up there. But God created it and God ordered it. And so God restores the broken, but God is a God of creation. God creates and brings order. And so today, maybe in the last year, maybe in the last month, you've just been outside or you've been in nature and you've seen something and God's creation has just blown your mind. God is worthy of praise because God is the creator and brings order to everything. Verse 6 says, the Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. I love this verse. The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. We've been talking about choosing righteousness over wickedness. We've been talking about choosing right, choosing God over choosing our own way and choosing wrong. And sometimes that's a really difficult thing to do. I'm just going to guess that that some of you come in today and you say, I'm trying to honor God, I'm trying to do what's right, I'm trying to be humble, I'm trying to be righteous, but I'm hanging on by a thread. Because it's, I mean, that, the storm is just all around me and I'm, I'm trying my best, but I don't know if I can do it. The Lord sustains the humble. The reason I love this verse I love the word sustains there. I love it. It doesn't say that everything is going to be perfect for all of us all the time. You know what it says? It says when you're righteous, when you choose the right way, God's going to take care of you. God's going to sustain you. And so if you're sitting here this morning and you're thinking, I'm trying to do the right thing, but I just feel like I'm hanging on by a thread, I've got really good news for you. God sustains the humble. God gives us strength to continue to be holy and do what is right. That word sustain here has several different meanings, but, but some of them that I saw that I think are the most appropriate are to surround, to restore, to relieve. So you're trying to do what's right, you're trying to choose righteousness, but, but you're hanging on by a thread. I want you to know this morning that you're surrounded by the Almighty God. 
You'll be restored by the Almighty God and you'll be relieved by the Almighty God. You're not on your own and our God is just. See, we know no matter how hard this life is, no matter what happens here, that if we are faithful and righteous before God, God will lift us up and sustain us. And in the end, we have victory. And so God is just. And that's a pretty good reason to praise him this morning. Praise the Lord. It says in verse 8, He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain. He makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. Going back to the creation and God's created things, this says that God takes care of them. Last weekend, Megan and I went and saw the Lion King down at the Aronoff, and the circle of life is that song. It's this idea that everything works together, that God is, well, it doesn't talk about God necessarily, but for us, God orders everything. I talked about the order and the circle of life, and God provides for his creation. That's good news for us today, because I'm going to guess, like I have with each of these, that some of you would say today or in the past year, you've been in a place where you didn't know what tomorrow holds. You didn't know how you were going to get to the next day. You didn't know where the money was going to come from. You didn't know how you were going to pay for what you needed to pay for. You didn't know how you were going to face the next day. You didn't know how you would have the strength to continue fighting. God provides. God provides. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God provides. I I, want to skip verses 10 and 11. I want to skip down to 12. We're going to come back to 10 and 11. Um, But but, um, 12, 13, and 14 say, Extol the Lord, Jerusalem. Praise your God, Zion. He strengthens the bars of your gates and blesses your people within you. He grants peace to your borders and satisfies you with the finest of wheats. So we talked about the difficult times. We talked about when we're hanging on by a thread. We talked about God's great creation. We talked about God's provision. This is talking about God's blessings. God strengthens the gates. God protects us. God, God blesses the people. God gives us great things. It says that, that he grants peace to your borders. Peace in our lives is from God. And it says that he satisfies you with the finest of wheat. So we've got protection, we've got blessing, we've got peace, and we've got satisfaction. Guess what? It's all from God. Sometimes we're tricked into thinking that the good things we have are because of what we do, that we're good, so we've earned this protection. I mean, I built this fortress. It's, it's protected. You know, I got these nice walls around my house. You can't touch me. I, the, the blessing, these good things are happening. Well, it's because of my hard work. It's because of how smart I am. That, that God brings peace. Well, that's because I'm a good person and I do what's right and I, I make sure I'm at peace with everyone. And, and I'm satisfied because I've surrounded myself with the right things and the right people and I have everything I need because I worked hard. That's a lie. That is an absolute lie. I want you to know today that all the good things you have in your life come from God. 
Who gave you the ability to work? Who gave you the ability to think and grow? Who gives you the ability to protect yourself? All good things come from God. And so some of you today are in a great place. You're saying, everything's great. I'm blessed. It's good. Praise the Lord. Because God is good. And God is the source of all good things in our lives. It's not about us. It's that God gives to us because God is good. This morning, if you feel safe, this morning, if you feel blessed, this morning, if you're at peace, and this morning, if you feel satisfied, I want you to understand that that's because you serve a God that is good and worthy of praise. God is the source of all good things. Verse 15 to 18 says, he, uh, he sent, I gotta go to my next page, I'm sorry. He sends his command to the earth, his word runs swiftly, he spreads the snow like wool, I'm sorry, sometimes that's not comfortable. He spreads the snow, he scatters the frost like ashes. He hurls down his hail like pebbles. Who can withstand his icy blast? He sends his word and melts them, he stirs up his breezes and the waters flow. See, God is huge. God is powerful. Think through scripture, the times that nature is out of control. And what immediately comes to my mind is, is when the disciples are on a boat and the storm is raging and Jesus is with them asleep on the boat and they're panicking and Jesus gets up and says, peace be still and calms the storm. Weather's a pretty amazing thing, isn't it? The snowstorm last year was incredible. I remember when I got in my car and I started driving out of the neighborhood. I'm driving out of the Polka's neighborhood and I'm driving along the road and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm doing good. And all of a sudden, I realize I'm about to hit the island going into their neighborhood. I couldn't see it because the snow was so fierce. I mean, I couldn't see a thing. And then I pulled off and I, I, I got there on the Butler Warren and I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm doing good. And all of a sudden my car starts just sliding off the road and I'm thinking, I'm not doing good anymore. <laughs> I'm stuck. Have you ever been in a huge storm? I, have, you, have you ever been out, you know, in nature and a thunderstorm comes? Several years ago I was, I was playing frisbee golf with a friend and all of a sudden I saw the storm coming and we thought, we can get this round in, we can finish up. And all of a sudden, lightning started hitting and I was pretty scared. <laughs> we were pretty far from our car. Man, the weather, God's creation is incredible. But I want you to understand today that God has power to command all things. And so if you've ever sat there and said, man, that weather, that storm, that creation is incredible, I want you to understand that God is all-powerful. The God we serve is stronger than anything, any storm, anything that you've seen. Praise the Lord. And then verse 19 and 20 say, He has revealed his word to Jacob, his laws and decrees to Israel. He has done this for no other nation. They do not know his laws. Praise the Lord. Now that, most of us are not from Israel. Most of us would not identify ourselves with the Israelites. But here's the thing. All of us are here today, 
Not because we have just stumbled on God. It's not because we are so smart that we figured out who God was and and made it all happen. It's not because we have achieved something so we get the privilege of being with God this morning. We are here because God chooses us. God loves us. See, at this time, Israel was the chosen nation, but Jesus came and expanded that to all who would believe. And so I want you to understand today that your being here is not by accident. It's not by your own goodness or your own decision. God has been working in your life. I'm sorry, I, I said that wrong. You decided to be here. We have a choice in the matter, but God is at work. His provenient grace is at work in your life before you ever realize it. We are here because God chooses us. Praise the Lord. Do you feel good about that? The almighty God who is over everything, who is in everything, the God that created the stars and ordered them, the God that heals the brokenhearted, the God that blesses and gives protection, the God that does all these things, the God that provides, chooses us because God loves us. And so here we are at the end of Psalm 147. And once again, we see the words, Praise the Lord. Hopefully, you've, as you've been thinking about your life, your last year and beyond, you've thought about, as you've, we've looked through this psalm, some of the ways that God has been faithful in your life. Some of you today may need some healing. Some of you may need some strength. Some of you may need protection. Some of you just may need to praise the Lord for the good things that God is doing in your life. But, but what is our response I want you to look at verse 10 and 11 with me. It says, His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of the warrior. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Think about this. The Almighty God created this universe. It's incredible. Created all of this, the power of the weather, the animals, us, It says God does not find pleasure in just his creation because it's great. God doesn't sit around and say, man, I'm awesome. I I feel so good about what I've done here. God delights, the Lord delights in those who fear him and put their hope in his unfailing love. This week, um, I I came home from work and and Megan said you know Charlie's teacher called and that's always a really scary thing for me (laughs) wait a minute what oh no we knew it was going to happen we knew it was going to come all right what how about it how about a trouble is he in she said his teacher called and um and Charlie's been a little bit tough lately um in the evenings it seems like he gets home and just wants to like fight his brothers it seems like he's got a little bit of extra aggression and seems like he's been a little bit on edge lately and she said, his teacher called, and she said, I've got to apologize to you. And, and Megan said, why is that? And, and she said, well, today, another kid in the class took a drumstick and beat him in the head with it about nine times before I could get over and stop it. And, and she said, that's right, say what? And she said, I'm so sorry. I, I want to stop it. But, and and I, we, we started thinking about it. 
And we thought, wait a minute, all of this behavior at home that we think is just him being a terror, all of this behavior that's just, we think is, is him being out of control, maybe it's because at school he's dealing with some difficult things. And, and Megan said that to the teacher, like we've noticed that he's been a little bit more violent at home, and the teacher said, I'm sure that's because of what's happening here, because here he's just so patient, and he just takes it, and it kind of bottles up. And so that day... I love Charlie. I said, I don't, I don't care how he comes home. I don't care how rough he is. I'm going to make sure that he has a good night. I'm going to make sure that at the end of the day, he's okay. And he knows that he's loved. And he knows that everything's okay. I'm sorry to get so emotional. I'm talking about some, some stuff here. And so that day, Charlie got home, and we were talking about what we were going to do, and Charlie loves Transformers. And so I, Jack wanted to go downstairs and play Ninja Turtles on the, on, the, on the Nintendo. And I said, yeah, okay. And Charlie said, no, I don't want to. I'll just go on my own and play in my room. And I thought, no, I'm not going to let that happen. So I said, Charlie, I wonder if they make any Transformer video games. And so I went out and looked online, and I found a Transformer video game. And that night we had church. We came to church. We got out of church. I could go pick up the game. So I went and picked up the game. We put it in the Xbox before bedtime. And Charlie and I sat there, and we played Transformers for probably about an hour. And I took him up to bed. And I said, Charlie, have you had a good day? And he said, well... I had a hard day, but I've had a really good night. He said, because I got to be with my dad. And I got to play with my dad. Oh, my word. Verse 10 and 11, God doesn't find pleasure in the creation. God doesn't find pleasure in those things. God finds pleasure when his people rejoice in him and find their hope in him. And that night, I already knew where this sermon was going, and I thought, I understand it. When he's having his roughest day, when he's getting beat up at school, when he doesn't have the answers for that, oh man, I wanna help him. And when he comes home and says, I just wanna be with you, Dad, that's why it's good. There's nothing better than that. And so today we've described a lot of different areas of life. Maybe you found yourself relating with one more than the other. Maybe right now you're going through something. Maybe you're in a great place. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you need provision. Maybe you've been beaten the head nine times with a drumstick. God delights when we find our joy and our hope in him. And so this morning, the accurate response, the appropriate response is worship and praise. To take whatever it is that's going on in our life and to understand that God is with us and God is good. And so I'm going to have the band come up. And I want you to think about this phrase again. God is worthy of praise no matter what's going on in us or around us. God is good. And this is what I want us to do. I want us to respond by praising God. Why? Because God restores, God creates, God is just, God provides, God gives good things, God is all-powerful, and God 
chooses us. So I don't know where you're at today, but I want you to not miss this opportunity to respond by praising God. That may look like this. It may look like crying. It may look like calling out to God for help. It may look like coming to an altar and saying, Lord, I need you. It may look like standing and saying, praise the Lord. God is so good to me. It may be that you're asking God for provision. But each and every one of us today, the most important thing we can do is worship by responding in praise. And so as we sing this last song, I want you to be free to do whatever it is you need to do to praise God. Cry, bow, come to an altar, stand, pray, shout, say praise the Lord, whatever it is. I want you to do it. Father, I love you this morning. I thank you that you're with us. I thank you that you choose us. I thank you that you walk with us through difficult times. You provide for us when we have need. You strengthen us. You protect us. You bless us, Lord. So, Father, I pray for each and every one of us today that we would find our hope and our joy and our fulfillment in you. Father, we love you. We give you our hearts. We give you our lives. We give you our circumstances today. In Jesus' awesome name we pray. Amen.